number 297 sketchbook of Donato Caravaggio dated 1883 page number 32 recorded by Elroy Patel researcher of the mind University of London recording begins you don't outgrow your monsters like skin that stretches and forever grows your monsters grow with you they grow like shadows only perturbed by the perception of life itself. Fear is a companion which, either if given space, will walk with you, or if shut down, clamps around your guts, wrenching in the piled mush your innards seem to be. And they're always there. Whatever you may try, they're always there. You can see them. If you look hard enough, you can hear them. In the moments they were enraged or simply bored, as they scrape on the quiet timber floor, it looked like the flesh itself was gutted and itself. And like shadows, they would always exist. If you ask me since when have I known them, if at all I had ever lived without this, Inside of me, I would tell you how it feels like I always have and always will. For as my memory serves, I have always been terrified of darkness. The dark, the unknown, the shadows and the creeping. I couldn't stand darkness that resides in my home. The alleyway and the street corners were always off limits course. I cannot stand being out after seven in the evening. I cannot fathom going anywhere without a lantern and extra oil. It has grown to be at a point where I search for the brightest, where the shadows diminish to the smallest. But it wasn't always this bad. After second year in my university and when I finally Got my own individual condo in downtown Toronto, finally out of Chestnut, and I could be alone and peaceful. Then, just then, it was all taken away from me. I couldn't sleep. My first peaceful night, it had begun, and I didn't know how far it would go. When I was seven, and had to sleep all by myself in my room. I couldn't. No matter how much Ma tried, I just wouldn't. And I'd wake up in shudders, screaming. It was either nightmares or me not being able to even close my eyes. And it, it always ended in my parents coming for me to take me to their bed, but it was soon too much. And I was old enough to not have these shenanigans 
But you see, they were understanding enough and I can see how it becomes tiring after a while. Consoling someone of something you don't even know exists. Trying to understand something you can't even see. Sympathizing on the front but hollow confusion at the innards. That day, Ma got me a blanket, a sweet warm blanket and she told me how this would shield me, protect me and I don't know what snapped in my little brain but I believed her, I believed every word that she said, I believed in the power of it so much that even after I had outgrown Blanky, I, I still would have it and I still do. Or maybe, I should say I did. But about the start of high school, my girlfriend convinced me to get a nightlight for myself. And even though 10th grade romance is a bitch, I'll always be grateful to Chit Chat for that day. It was a simple device. And it somehow made me feel so much better. I... I soon connected in my head how light was what comforted me. And while I was doing my AB English reading, I came across Kafka in his Metamorphosis, how he talked of fear and metamorphosis. Blake and his poison fruit, Raven Davies, on how the presence of both exists side by side. What I connected was an idea that was long brewing inside of me anyways. Darkness is the absence of light. Happiness is the absence of pain. Anger is the absence of joy, jealousy, the absence of confidence. And love is the absence of doubt. Hate is the absence of peace. Fear is the absence of faith. And life is the absence of death. The idea of light was so pure inside me, so much so even the warmth made me feel better from the gloom we collectively call dark. And I started looking, looking and gravitating towards light and all things bright and warm and fiery and well, light. So when I had to go to university, I knew I needed blanky, but also light. And my room in Chestnut was just that. The corner room with the most light and the most accessibility, but my condo is a different story. When I moved in two months ago, I didn't expect it to be that desolate a place. I swear, when I went to check that place, it looked like heaven. And somehow now, it was all gloom to my eyes. Maybe it was because Bim Bam left me and my girlfriend. Her real name doesn't matter. Anyways, that place was just not right from the start, but... I had already busted my budget and I had to stay there. Not like anything bad had happened. 
not yet. The first night when I tried to sleep, I could feel the same unease. The unease I had long forgotten. <laughs> Creeping inside me again. Crawling. Crawling on and about and before I knew it. I was creeping inside my blanket and pulling the covers over me. But then it hit me. And my eyes suddenly opened and I needed it. I needed the light. When I got up, uh, I got up and I tried to switch the night lamp on. I saw something. I saw nothing. By something. It's, it's hard to explain how one can manage to see the darkness inside the dark itself. Like there is something worse in that dark too. But I can see it. And I was there, shivering, but frozen in place, unable to move. But my eyes glued to that thing. And as I swear it slithered towards me, and as if it were mocking me, increasing its speed at whim, I lunged to my light, and there, nothing. That night, I stayed up, waiting for the sunrise. I skipped the morning class to catch up on my sleep, but then it repeated on and on and on and on. Every day is the same thing. I just started putting in my covers and just staying still, very still, and just slept, but then I heard it. I thought it had a routine and I tamed that fear out of repetition, but then I heard it. Right over my covers, I could feel something prying in like a weight over my blanket and then slowly moving up, inching towards my body and, and then my head and my neck as if someone was on me. I could, I could feel the weight of a, of a person. No, no. A thing? I don't know what it was, but slowly it said to me, the blanket never did anything. And, and just like that, I could, I could feel nothing again. With a jolt, I, I woke up and I realized I was in a trance, dream. You see, this was, this was real. It felt like a dream, a nightmare, but really I always thought those nightmares were dreams and existed in nothing. The space in between, but but no, 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 no. I, I saw it. I see it now every time. The darkness, it now holds something else in it too. After that, I had my lights on. I, I needed more. The whispers increased, the games, the sick games it was playing with me just wouldn't stop. And so 
So I knew I needed light. I needed light. I needed more light. And so I would buy the brightest contained fires and then build up in my home. But it was never enough. They never stopped coming. And the comfort of a space, a safe space, was taken away from me. The enclosure that I thought and loved was never even there. Like a house of lice made of paper cards, it was all a lie. And I knew, I knew what I needed. I needed the pure, the strength, the light. And then a, a week ago, I saw it like a, like a message. It came to me, a small signal. And I knew it was meant for me. single point far up in the hills north, a source of something so bright I needed it. Tomorrow I need to go, go over to that light, see what is shining in there. Something is calling to me and I know it will hurt but I just cannot stop. I need it. I must go and I must go tomorrow. Recording ends. The charred and bruised body of Mr. Caravaggio was found near the woods surrounding Ontario on June 16, 1992. How his body got there and how it sustained such damages is still unknown. Almost a century later, mind you. There were no reports of fires of any sort in that area in that time frame. Yet the body was reported to be burnt to crisp and it seems to be very oddly located in that scene, right? One which shows no signs of any incident whatsoever. And the body was reported to be well preserved for its age as well. How does that even work? Are these... Are these supernatural encounters? The dark, the entities, the light... Are these actually of another realm that ours is yet to discover? Did Mr. Caravaggio stumble upon something he shouldn't have? A realization, maybe, which led to his demise? Ah, there's, there's nothing that makes sense in this. <sighs> the only thing that has familiarity is... The fear, he describes. The house of cards. The words that were always lies. <laughs> some things, some feelings hit eerily close to home. <laughs> and uh, now that I've read another dimension of the paranormal added to the story, I don't know how I feel about that. Nationality... <laughs> May the souls of the poor and the wicked alike hmm, rest in peace.